question for you today. Can you say, do you feel like that you're anointed with the oil of gladness? I believe the Lord wants to anoint you today anew and afresh with the oil of gladness. God wants to do that to each one of us today. Could I ask you again to indulge me for just a moment? Could we just close our eyes? Lord, I honor your power and presence with us today. I pray, Lord, that we're receptive to your word, to the holy scriptures that you have given to us. I pray that we may hide them in our hearts, that we may not sin against you. I pray today that those that are wanting, those that are seeking, those that desire to be anointed with the oil of gladness today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thank you for being here today. You may be seated. We're continuing our journey. We're all Friendship Church and the Glacier taking a journey together through the book of Psalms. And today we're in Psalms 45. I want to read the uh, first uh, verse to you out of Psalms 45. And then I want to uh, celebrate with you. We're going to have a celebration today. Uh, Antonio and uh, Jose Mary are going to dedicate their baby today, Sebastian, to the Lord. So we're celebrating together. I'm celebrating today that the Lord is wanting to anoint you with the oil of gladness. I want to read to you the first verse in Psalms 45. It says, My heart is overflowing with a good theme. I recite my composition concerning the king. Well, what king's he talking about? He's talking about King Jesus. He says, My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. Let me ask you today have you ever taken pen and paper and written out? how you feel about God. That's what this is talking about. The writer was inspired by God to pen these words, to write these words. All of you have a phone today, I would dare say. So flip over to notes and get ready to write. The Lord's house, this place, is called a house of prayer for all nations, for all people. It's our place to communicate with God. I'd like you to begin today, you may not finish it, but to begin today by putting some things down of how you feel about God. Again, I want to say to you, we're celebrating today, Sebastian. And his dedication. And I want to share with you some things, beginning with the Joshua. Okay? And Joshua penned some things, he wrote some things 
about God. This is Joshua chapter 24, verses 14 and 15. It says this, Now therefore, fear the Lord. Serve Him in sincerity, in truth. And put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the river in Egypt. And then he says this, serve the Lord. If you were going to tell somebody in a few years from now, what would we tell him this little baby Sebastian when he's four or five years old? Maybe we should say this, serve the Lord. He goes on in this, it says, and if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord. I'm challenging you today, as Joshua did. Choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. Whether gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But he says this. Maybe you might want to write this down. Antonio and Jose Mary. But as for me, in my house, we're going to serve the Lord. See, there's a difference in reading it. There's a difference even in saying it verbally. And there's a difference in writing it. You got your phone out? Go ahead and get your phone out. Flip it over to notes. I want to write something. You write what you want. But I'm writing this. As for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. After you have some things written out, maybe you can print it out or you can put it in a frame or put it on your refrigerator so that your family knows what you think of the Lord. In 1 Samuel, many baby dedications are use, use this scripture as a reference. Hannah, she wanted a child. She was barren. She was childless. She had no children. And this is what's written in 1 Samuel chapter 1, in, verses, in verse 11. It says, Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but I will... Give your maidservant a child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life. And no razor shall come upon his head. Today you're here, I don't believe by any accident, to witness the dedication of Sebastian. So in years to come, you're going to say, hey, Sebastian, I remember the day you were dedicated to the Lord. All the days of your life, 
all the days of the family's life. We were dedicated to serve the Lord. If we look at the scriptures, and you've read it, the, the, uh, one of the forefathers of faith was Abraham. And Abraham was given a child after 25 years. God promised him a child, and 25 years later, he had a child. And he took that child to a mountain to uh, sacrifice him to the Lord because that's what the Lord had instructed him to do. And when he got to the place and he had prepared it, the Lord said, Now I know that you have offered everything. You've not held anything back in your heart. And we think, hmm, there's just, there's no way. There's no way we could offer Chance or Sebastian or any other child. Do you remember that story? You're familiar with it, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus made the way for us. Jesus was dedicated to the will of the Lord. I'm going to ask Jan and Antonio and Jose Mary and any of the family that would like to join us to bring up Sebastian. Can you get a good shot of that? Looky there. Glory. Amen. Let's pray together today. Lord, we're praying and believing today, not only for Sebastian, but for the entire family. Lord, as they dedicate him to you. Lord, we pray that we may teach them with everything that is in us, all the goodness of the Lord, that we will walk and be examples. Each one of us in this room today would be examples for Antonio and Jose Mary and Sebastian and the entire family. Lord, we ask that you anoint them, Lord, today with the oil of gladness. Lord, help them to always understand that the entire family is a blessing from you. Lord, we thank you today for this gift of God. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Anybody need a picture? This is a time. You got it? All right. Amen. Is it a day of celebration? Is it a day of celebration?
let me remind you, in heaven, every day, every day is a day of celebration. See, Jesus suffered that on the cross for you and I so that forever, forever, we could be in a place of celebration. We're not quite there yet, but one day we will be where every day is a day of celebration. Every day is getting to fellowship with family and friends. Every day. Every day. Keep that in mind as you begin to write how you feel about God. Let's look at it again, that first verse. Chapter 45 of Psalms. It says, My heart is overflowing with a good theme. I recite my composition concerning the king. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. You know, we sing about songs that God has inspired people to actually put lyrics to, right? Something that was touched in their heart. You don't have to be a songwriter. Maybe the God's calling you to be a songwriter. You don't have to be a poet. A poet. Maybe the God's calling you to be a, a poet. A, a poet. Maybe the Lord's just wanting you to write a paragraph, just something about how you feel about God, what he's done for you. See, there's a difference, as I say, in what you say, what you read, and what you write. When you write it, it becomes permanent. Reading on in verse 2, it says this, this is the writer, this is what he says about Jesus the king he says you are fairer than the sons of men grace is poured upon your lips therefore God has blessed you forever gird your sword upon your thigh O mighty one with your glory and your majesty Jesus didn't come to this earth to be served Jesus came to this earth to serve other people. Jesus came in humility and in obedience to the will of the Father. When he comes back, that's his first appearance. When he comes back, though, he's going to be coming back on a white horse. And he's coming back as one that executes righteousness and justice. It goes on in verse 4, it says, For in your majesty ride prosperously because of truth and humility and righteousness. Jesus is the way, amen? El Camino. He is the way. He did things humbly. And he did the right things. You and I, we try to do the right things. We don't always succeed. But Jesus made a way for us in righteousness. He goes on to say, And your right hand shall teach your awesome things. It says, Your arrows are sharp in the heart of the king's enemies. And the people... Fail, fall under you. 
There's a scripture in the Bible that says this, that at some point in the future, everybody, everyone's knee shall bow in honor to the king. Not some, everybody. It says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. And this is an important scripture. It says, a scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. The king has a scepter. If you enter the king's presence and the, and the king does not raise his scepter to you, you are put to death. Now think about this. Jesus has a scepter of righteousness. So when he lifts his scepter to you, he gives you what? Righteousness. Not your righteousness. He gives you his righteousness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. Now, Jesus is anointed Christ. He's anointed with the oil of gladness, but we're his companions, and he does anoint us with the oil of gladness. Has anybody ever been anointed with the oil of gladness? Anybody? He wants to anoint you anew and afresh today with the oil of gladness. It says, All of your garments are scented with myrrh and aloes and cassia. Out of the ivory palace by which they have made you glad. King's daughters are among your honorable women. And at your right hand stands the queen in gold of a fear. You know, in heaven... The streets are made of gold. And when we get there, there's going to be what they call a marriage supper of the Lamb. It's when the bride and the groom come together to celebrate and that their wedding is about to be, about to be consummated. And at this wedding celebration in heaven, God gives us a robe each person. And I believe, according to this scripture, your gold is going to have gold in it. Now, I know some of you, you kind of like bling. Just think about that. Your robe of white, and I believe it has some gold in it. It changes from talking about the king and what we feel about him and in this case, to the bride and the celebration of the marriage. So let's read on in verse 10. It says, listen, O daughter, and consider and incline your ear. It says this, forget your own people also and your father's house. So the king will greatly desire your beauty. Because he is your Lord, worship him. 
one day, I believe very soon, the Lord's coming back for his bride. His bride is the church. Without spot or wrinkle, it describes it. The Lord's coming back for all the people that believe in Jesus, that have confessed Jesus with their mouth and believe in their heart that God has raised him from the dead. This body of believers is the church. In the Old Testament, God, if you wanted to use imagery, was married to the children or the people, the nation of Israel. In the New Testament, Jesus is married, engaged, betrothed to the church. He's coming back for his bride. He goes on to say, and the daughter of Tyre will come with a gift, and the rich among the people will seek your favor. The royal daughter is all glorious within the palace. Her clothing, clothing is woven with gold. She shall be brought to the king in a robe, in robes of many colors. And the virgins, her companions who follow her, shall be brought to you. Do you remember the story about the ten virgins in the Bible? There's ten, ten virgins, five are wise and have oil, and five are not. Not all ten get to go into the wedding. Only the five wise. It goes on to say in verse 15, it says, With gladness and rejoicing they shall be brought they shall enter the king's palace. And from that point on, there will be times of celebration. Constant. Never ending. It says, instead of your fathers shall be your sons, whom you shall make princes in all the earth. What does the Lord tell us in Revelations? He tells us that the Lord has made us kings and priests and before you become a king what are you a prince he's going to make princes all throughout the earth and at some point you're going to be anointed as a king and a priest if you will get your phone back out you might want to write something down because the in this chapter this way I'm not trying to get you to write something that you don't want to write, but listen to what this writer says. He says, I will make your name to be remembered in all generations. I want to make the Lord's name remembered to Sebastian and to his wife and to their children, to Antonio and Jose Mary's grandchildren. Therefore, the people shall praise you forever and ever. You ever thought about writing that down? Lord, I look forward to praising you, not just once, but forever and ever. Again, like I say, there's a difference in reading it and speaking it and writing it.
The Lord never makes us do anything. He allows us to do things. We never get upset with children when they don't know how to speak words correctly when they're small and they're learning to, they babble and carry on. And in fact, we think it's great when they just say things and they're not perfected yet. And you may not feel that your words and your writings are perfected yet. I believe that God appreciates, celebrates whatever you write down in honor to him. I challenge you, not just today, pull some paper out, look at your notes that you made in your phone, and write some things down that God has shown you. See, we're overcomers of this world by the blood of the Lamb, by what he shed on the, on the cross, and by the word of our testimony. What are you testifying of God today? Has God brought you to this place today? I look around and I say, yes. There's some people here that didn't really want to be here today. God still brought you here. Each day we're given opportunities to draw closer to the Lord and to closer to one another.